0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff.
2: Welcome to the Career Confidant with Ms. Marie Zemanoth, and we're excited to have you here listening to the show today. Today, we have Kelly O'Hara, a career counselor and owner of Oasis Career Planning, with us on the show. And we're excited to have Kelly here today. She helps individuals move and transition in their career, and she's going to cover an important topic with us today in terms of career scripting. So, Kelly, thank you for joining us today on the show. Thanks
3: a lot for inviting me.
2: Yes. So, you've been doing this for a while, and you've been helping students at the university and other levels of clients. It sounds like you've worked with a lot of people. And so, tell us a little bit about how your idea of career scripting came about, and what is career scripting?
3: Okay. Well, you're right, I have been working, I initially started working with students when I was a student in college, and I still uh, teach in college, I think I love college students so much I never wanted to leave the college atmosphere, so now I'm just a little older there, but uh, so I stay, I work with young professionals, um, I do work with students in high school, and but mainly people that have graduated um, from college and are looking for either their first job or a better job. Um, I re- basically figured out recently that I work with the unemployed, the underemployed, and really the underjoyed people that are feeling stuck, um, fed up, confused, burned out. And one thing I've I've noticed, and I I have worked with folks of all ages for over probably a dozen or so years, and is that there's some there's oftentimes sort of self-made barriers to some of their career issues and their job search issues. And sometimes we can kind of get through that by creating some great positive self-talk, but also basically scripts. Um, So scripting would be basically pre-answered questions, um, pre-answered situations that they know are about to come up. So whether it's A new job, um, inquiring with new employers, getting ready for an interview, uh, just working and writing those particulars up in advance, and basically doing sort of an actor's studio, mock interviews, mock um, sort of a give and take um, with me in a safe environment. Uh, so that there's more confidence when the real thing happens, and there's sort of that level of control, and uh, and um, success, you know, before they get in, in front of that important career-related next step person.
2: Okay, so we gotta practice before we can shine, and it's helpful to think through what those questions are going to be and come up with some scripts to answer them ahead of time. Yes, yes. Okay. And there probably are some typical scenarios that we can think of ahead of time. What do you see as some of the common mm-hmm. questions that people need to develop a script for?
3: One common one that I get a lot from, um, you know, when you seek out help from a career coach or a counselor, you're usually trying to solve a problem And a lot of times it is, I've put my application out there. I've had a couple interviews. I just hadn't heard back. So I usually work first on sort of getting beyond the gatekeeper, sort of that I don't know what to say, you know. So I can easily tell someone, well, professional follow-up is great, you know, be professionally persistent, but boy, what does that really mean? What does that mean for me, you know, for that individual? And everyone comes with their different um, strengths and personality preferences, you know, the extrovert, the introvert, so it's easier for some than others. So we really, I I like to start with that one because it's sort of an easy one, just sort of. How you how you're going to talk to someone, or there's it's usually over the phone uh, to follow up on an application. So if I've if you've applied with XYZ Company, um, let's say four weeks ago, and you had an interview um, two weeks in, and it's been a week and a half, and and you've done your you're you know good job of writing a thank you letter so that's another um, a form of if they haven't done that yet that's one script that we like to work with a lot is yeah let's let's get you know get a great formal thank you but personalize it with why you're still interested in the position so they'll do that 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 was part of their you know repertoire but then it's oh, they it's just that do i Can I call? Well, I don't want to bug them, or they must not want me, or so it's really just encouraging them to say, "Hey, what are you going to say over the phone?" So, hi, you know, this is Janie Smith and i interviewed recently and just wanted you all to know i'm really excited about the position still and i just wanted to follow up appropriately could you tell me the proper way to do that or who should i get back in contact with or hey i've got here's another sneaky way is i've got an updated version of my resume or i had some other information to add um, so just finding that confidence with me, or, you know, mocking it up, or with a friend, or the mirror, or whatever, you know, whatever that looks like now. There's even apps now that you can, you know, answer these questions and see yourself, videotape yourself doing that. Um, just some things that you've practiced it uh, before you get on the phone. And then you have that confidence. So if that gatekeeper on the other end of the phone might be having a bad day, you know, and just basically shuts you down, you've got to have the confidence to be able to call back. Or, to find somebody new, or to find another tactic, or maybe i 'll email so that's one common one that we do um, and the other one too is uh, is is really trying to get people out of the mode or job seekers out of the mode or of asking yes or no questions so if 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 it's already in somebody's uh, wheelhouse that they're always saying do you have a job? Or I'm looking for an accounting position. Do you have any openings? Do you have any openings? Well, that certainly leads to a quick shutdown of no. So then what are you, (laughs) what are you going to say after that? So I encourage my clients to get another um, script in their bag of tricks, which would include something more like, you've already done some research on this company. So you call and you say, I see that you have a number of accountants that work on your, you know, work in your business or that are likely to be working in your business. I'm really excited about what I see you you doing as a company. Um, who could I talk to to really explore how I might be able to help you all, especially maybe during tax season because that's something I'm really good at, my strengths are. So really you've you're, you're, those open-ended sorts of questions. Um, we we work on those types of things so that you're really introducing yourself And you're um, making a good first impression as to how am I going to solve your problems, employer, versus, you know, how are you going to solve mine? I need a paycheck. I'm desperate. That kind of thing. So those are two common areas we go with.
2: Yeah, and that's interesting. So you're having people do a lot of phone calls. Do you find those are successful? You know, I think that the art of the phone has been
3: lost here. I know. Well, if we boil down conversations and relationships and employer employment opportunities, it's, you know, people hire people. So eventually, if not the first, you know, contact with somebody, eventually you are going to have a face-to-face, hopefully, but certainly a voice-to-voice exchange um, that might be, um, you know, online. It could be, um, you know, Skype interviews, things like that. Some way or another, you've got to have that conversation piece. And it is interesting in this day of technology, and we're all texting, you know, with our little shortcuts, and we text, and we text, and we text. But when you're talking about a a professional relationship that you're trying to build to bridge, you've you've got to make it face-to-face professional. We work on the eye contact. We work on the body language, because eventually you're going to get there. Um, So you might as well start early with that. And so whether it's the phone, but we do, I do my conversations. I have people write them out. I write them out. We write them out. This is your script. So you're either using it in front of you while you're practicing or maybe even talking on the phone. Um, But also you've got it next to you when you're typing that email or you're sending that text or whatever communication uh, mode you've already set up with a potential employer. Um, you've got it with you. So you've got something to jump off of so that you're not starting from scratch. Um, These thought things through. I mean, just as we're talking, you know, you and I have been in touch and I have my script right next to me, (laughs) you know, just because I want to make sure that I cover the bases, that I can present myself well so that people understand what I've got going for me. Um, That's what I help my clients do, the same thing. Know yourself, know how you're going to present it to others. And be a little bold. This is, you know, there's a balance between humility and boldness and confidence. um, But just to, to be able to practice it and to force yourself to practice it with somebody else really helps and goes a long way. And then, Marie, you know, we work with people in career transition that are also still employed and very frustrated on the job. So even while they're looking or laying the groundwork for new opportunities, I, I do work with people to help while they're on the job um, sort of with that balancing act of how are you going to maintain your sanity? What can you say differently on the job so that you're not getting into these frustrating burnout sorts of sessions that are continually happening? So I work, I, we kind of parallel our, our work with, with clients that, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about how to get yourself introduced to new empo- you know, employment opportunities and these new interviews but also, what can you do on the job now? What can we use, like tonight, tomorrow morning, you know, to get through some of those? So, some of those scenarios, and I just remind people, I said some of those um, com- some of those scripts are very short. In fact, some of them might be. Thank you. So let's leave
2: our. Let's leave our listeners here a little bit of cliffhanger and we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, let's do that. Let's dive into some of the scripts that they can use on the job. Um, You've given some great ones for connecting with employers to follow up. I love the idea of, you know, that short, sweet thank you letter, having that prepared Mm -hmm. and ready to go. And you just, you change it a little bit after your interview. And then also, Just the idea that you have to follow up. I think we've all been afraid and scared away from following up because people say not to. But we know that those who follow up are the ones that get the prize. So we'll come back in just a few minutes and continue talking with Kelly about ways that you can script your career to success, whether that's in your job search or in your everyday work world. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes.
1: Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
3: The leaders of today have certain characteristics that set them apart as success stories. These leaders have discovered how to lead in ways that transform their organizations now you can discover the same concepts insights and practices that have led them to success inside transformational leadership is produced by georgetown university's institute for transformational leadership we'll explore how to lead change and transform your own leadership every monday at 11 a.m eastern time 8 a.m pacific time on the voice america
0: business channel
1: if you are an investor in gold or mining or if you are thinking of investing You won't want to miss the Mining Stock Report with Christopher Haugen. When investing in precious metals or mining, there are risks, as with any investment. But there stands to be some great rewards if you know what to look for. That's where we come in with mining experts, CEOs, geologists, and more. The Mining Stock Report airs every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: You are tuned into The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Marie at a strategic Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant,
2: and today we're talking with Kelly O'Hara career counselor and owner of oasiscareerplanning.com and kelly we've been talking about some of the scripts that people might need in their job search from following up on the phone with an after an interview or a thank you letter also to Talking about how to network in, and I love that you said get away from those yes or no questions. Not asking if there's an opportunity, but asking to to learn more about the company, or asking who you might talk to to learn more. Being specific about what you're requesting, but making that a a what, who, how question instead of a do you or is there kind of question. So that was that's a great tip for job seekers out there.
3: Yes, thank you.
2: Now, we were going to move into here some of the scripts that you help people use when they're on the job, things that they can use tomorrow. And you were starting mm-hmm. to say that thank you is one of the important scripts for that. Tell us a little bit more.
3: Well, um, thank you is a, uh, a two word sentence, very, very short and sweet. Um, and really, it says that that gratitude that feeling of gratitude that we sometimes lose when we 're in a it's a job situation that is less than ideal um, or something that we 've been really burnt out in or feel like we've're caught and stuck in. So just that gratitude part, looking for parts uh, of your daily life on the job that you really are grateful for. It could be a person. It could be an action. It could be a a benefit on your job and just really reaching out to show appreciation for those types of things. Um, Another short sentence is um, (laughs) because sometimes we get into trouble and this usually happens with people on the job search when they're going through an interview. They're like, I just don't know when to shut up. I just keep talking and talking and talking. I tuck myself into the hole Um, or that kind of thing. So just again, that short and sweet idea, just answering questions. Yes. No. Maybe without, if you've gotten in the habit of following up with a disgruntled, um, yes, but I'm not going to be very happy about it sort of (laughs) scenario or, no, and I can't believe I, you asked me again. Um, just the shortness, just, you know, stopping at the period, not going on. So changing habits, really. Usually that's a habit changer for people that, you know, you answer the questions, you know, very simply. Not curt, you know, body language and, you know, the tone kind of goes into that, too. Um, and then the other one I, I do want to make sure we talk about on the job is sort of it, being able to say I'm sorry. Uh, admitting mistakes, you know, there's humility, um, but just sort of that that air of, I'm sorry that that happened, or I'm sorry that that you feel that way. Um, this, so, you know, that was then. This is now. Maybe we acknowledge the past, build up. We don't we don't dwell on things, um, but in sort of that concept of moving forward. So whether you say it or not. That's just a little mantra to put in one's mind instead of getting caught in the old conflicts that are on the job or inevitable, um, rubbing people, you know, certain people rub the wrong way or different personalities. Just that concept of moving forward, you know, I'm acknowledging this here, moving forward. This is how we're going to rescue this situation. This is how we're not going to have it happen again. This is how we're, um, we're learning. We're moving forward. We're changing um, and that kind of thing, sort of the, just that the ability to take charge um, so does that make sense yes and and um,
2: taking kind of owning it that I'm sorry acknowledges and owns your part in it and then move move right. forward, and I think people are afraid. To I uh, to say I'm sorry, it's like some weakness, and so it's yeah. good to be reminded that it's it's really not in fact taking mm-hmm. taking responsibility for your part of whatever might be happening is a very emotionally intelligent thing
3: to do, right? right. And that concept of assertiveness, I work with my college students on that a lot. And I remember assertiveness being a very powerful um, form of communication for me growing up. And just having to learn it, you know, it's that concept of sort of the balance. I'm I'm not the bully, but I'm not the victim. I'm somewhere in the middle. I take charge of of what I what I'm feeling, and I'm not trying to step on yours or expecting you to make me feel a certain way. But that just comes up so much on the job. And um, like you said, that emotional intelligence piece of it. um, You know, I work with clients that, you know, maybe they've never heard that before. And so it kind of gives them permission to have that part of their voice that, um, you know, finding their voice that is confident, it's worthy, Um, it's worthy of respect, it can show, you know, I can show respect to, and that might be a new style, especially if you're in a, in a work situation that's, um, again, less than ideal that you're trying to make, take steps to get out of.
2: So, what are some of the most difficult scripts, or what do you think are some of the most difficult mm-hmm. questions to
3: answer, both in the job search and on work, in the workplace,
2: kind of mm-hmm. overall?
3: Well, what I found that, um, that is interesting are the barriers that, that people either, either truly do face, Um, or put up for themselves. And I'll give you the example of, you know, job seekers or or people that are thinking they they want to change that think, I'm too old. Uh, I'm too old for this. Or or there's ageism. there's I'm running up against this. Um, You know, and just creating a barrier before it has ever necessarily been actualized in front of them you know sort of the fear factor of well I'm not going to pursue this because I'm too old now or I'm I'm going up against all these young kids and so I try to that's part comes into the self-talk of, okay, are you, are you believing this or are you creating this? Is this a safety net for you? Are you trying, you know, or is this an excuse not to do something? And so with something like that, I try to get people to think the opposite. We, we work on, you know, well, let's think of the other side of things. Um, you know, there are plenty of young people that I work with, too, that say, well, I'm too young. I don't have any experience. I don't have any. So there's people at both extremes. So, you know, who is the perfect person? You know, we'll, we'll never know. So we, we really try to work on um, scripts for that. So, for example, for someone feeling too old, you know, you, you might flip that. Let's say, well, you know what? I am experienced and I'm well beyond those years of having to worry about little ones at home. I, you know, I consider work as an important part of my life. Um, you know, so there's lots of benefits to being an older candidate. Um, just as there are benefits to being that younger one, too. Um, yeah, I may not have a lot of experience under my belt right now, but I sure do what I can to learn, you know, more about this type of topic, and I really am a quick learner. You know, for example, um, I was able to pick up pick up this new software program that nobody could seem to figure out. I just, you know, it took me a little time, but we got it up and running, and the whole office was, um, you know, happy that at least somebody, you know, knew how to do it now. So, You know, just trying to find some um, just scenarios where you do feel like feel more confident, and then you have your examples to back it up. Um, That's the other thing I really talk to people about a lot is you know make sure you know you've got your resume. That just kind of touches on things. Make sure you have examples to back up each one of these, and so and make them say it. You're like, oh yeah, I guess I did that that time you know, like with customer care. And the employers always ask questions if, if it's dealing with customers, something like, um, tell me about a time that you had, had to solve a problem with a difficult customer or a difficult situation, whatever. And so they'll say, oh, yeah. And they're like, okay, tell me more, tell me more, so they get the whole story. And then so I get the whole story, which is sometimes long-winded and kind of wacky and all over the place. And says, so, well, let's turn that down into like a five-sentence just par, you know, sort of what's the problem, what was your action, and what was the result? Oh, okay, so now we've honed it down to a, you know, four-sentence response that is very concise. And hits on what they want instead of a rambling, you know, crazy wacky story. Um, so that's that's another example of just sort of a, a an activity just to get us get us into the mode. I've had so many clients say, um, "Oh, you know, I went to that interview. I didn't really prepare. Or I knew I should." And, I'm, I'm a career counselor from college. College career counseling is where I got my training. So we were always frustrated that not more people came to our workshops or you know would take advantage of our services. So I do hear that a lot. I hear from my recent college grads, oh, I know I should have gone to that workshop. So but now they're back and they're like, yeah, I know I could use some use some help. You know, so you know we just work through those practical. Uh, again, it's almost like Acting 101, just that idea of um, let's, here's the script, who are you, what, do you know, who are you, where are you, what's the setting, and who are you talking to? You know, who's on the other side? How are we going to appeal to that audience, to that, you know, pers- that employer on the other side of the desk? and And let's, you know, let's practice type of thing. Okay. And that practice.
2: And putting together the story, you know, it creates that structure which helps someone follow the story, right? And then it also helps them really figure out what they want to say before they get there.
3: You're right. And really, think of the best case scenario. And we we, we stick with the positive, too. There's lots of no-nos and what not to say. And two of the big ones are never say anything dishonest. And then the other one is Never say anything negative. (laughs) So focus on the positive and focus on the truth. And the truth is really that humble part, the humility part. Um, And it it is, know what you've got to offer. And don't pretend to be something you're not. But certainly don't downplay what your potential is. And then never... With 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 regard to the positivity, never um, stay on the negative or complain about uh, past employers, uh, past employment situations, past jobs, um, current scenarios. You can comment on the economy, and frankly, you know my clients a lot come from the energy field because we're in Houston. Um, But I also have a lot, and I have a lot of teachers too that are clients. um, young young professional teachers and then older ones that are retiring. Um, you know, we can all make certain quick comments about oh, the nature of the economy, the ups and downs, or, oh, you know, with teachers, um, you know, all the extra different types of work you have to do other than teaching. But don't stay on that. You've got, employers want to hire people that are, that are positive and that are going to bring solutions and bring innovation and creativity, you know, to this new position. Um, they're not, not looking for dusty old crabby um, people complaining about the same old thing. Um, so we just have to keep in mind um, that that's a part we're playing too, is that we are we are the positive solution to this next situation and scenario. So we've got to make sure that our scripting sticks with that and that we watch, um, you know, watch how we answer questions and, um, and watch the kind of jokes or the kind of comment- commentary that we, that we add during those interactions. Yeah. You never know when people are watching or what, what people are hearing. <laughs> Well, Kelly, thank you so much for sharing
2: your scripts with us and all of the ideas that people can take away and really dig in to build their own answers to these questions and develop their own scripts. We really appreciate it. Can you let people know how they can get in contact with you and connect with you?
3: Sure. I'm very happy to have the opportunity to speak with everyone today. Um, I can be reached at oasiscareerplanning.com, and that's my website there's an email section on the, on the contact section there. So that's, that's probably the easiest way to get in touch. I also have a business line, which is 713-851-1989. So that's my telephone number. And I can also be emailed at Kelly, and my name is spelled K-E-L-L-E-Y, at oasiscareerplanning.com. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much,
2: Kelly, for sharing. And if you're listening to this, we're going to come back right after the break and break down some of what Kelly shared and give you some more information. So we'll say goodbye to Kelly for now. But if you're listening, come back and we will give you even more. So thank you so much, Kelly, for joining us today. Thanks a lot.
1: The business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
0: Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us.
1: Savvy business owners, learn how auspicious timing can have a positive influence on business decisions and strategies. You can achieve your goals while creating a competitive edge in your given field. Tune to Illuminating Feng Shui with host Kathleen Zemansky, where classical Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics work together to help you discover your strengths and use them at the right times. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned into to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send an email to Marie at a strategic Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant.
2: And today we were talking with Kelly O'Hara about career scripts that you need to succeed in your job search and in your career. And that's kind of where we started today was with the job search and scripts that you need to be able to follow up and do a good job of connecting with that employer, whether you just applied or maybe even if you're networking. And interesting, Kelly was talking a lot about the phone. And you know you always have to know your audience and know what might work for them. But trying to make a, a personal connection In the job search is really important and it may not be necessarily over the phone at first, but to find yourself an opportunity to be able to connect with someone over the phone can be very powerful. So here is how it's worked for a couple of my clients. I was working with an individual who was applying to a national research laboratory. So she was in environmental science and was looking to move into one of the national laboratories where they do scientific research. And she wasn't quite sure what type of position was the best fit for her at this institution, but knew that she was interested in in working there in some capacity. So she had applied to a few positions and finally decided that she was going to reach out to the human resources person. Now, a lot of times you'll hear from job search experts like me that that is the gatekeeper and someone that you don't necessarily want to connect with. And when it's the only person you can find, you know, it it can't hurt. So she decided that she would connect with someone there in HR because that was the best connection that she could find. She wrote them an, an email in response to their emails that they'd received her applications and said that she was very interested in the organization, had seen a few positions go go by and wondered if they had time to connect with her about where she might fit best within the organization. Now this is a good script, if you will, because she was following Kelly's advice of not asking a yes or no question. She wasn't asking if they had an opening that looked like X, Y, or Z or were they looking at her resumes, right? She was asking a more open-ended question of would they have time to connect with her and discuss if she's a good fit for the organization or ways in which she might fit within the organization positions that, that they would see her adding value in. And lo and behold, the HR person wrote her back and said, sure, we'd, we'd love to chat with you and help you be more successful and apply for positions that connect with your skill set. Guess what? HR people don't want to look at resumes that aren't a good fit for the position. And if you're qualified as this individual was, they do want to help you find a good spot in the organization. A lot of times if you get the brush off, it's either someone who doesn't think like that, which there's not much you can do to change that, or they don't think you're qualified for their typical types of positions, which you you know might not be able to do much about either unless you're updating your resume and communicating your, your skills differently. So she sat on the phone with this HR person and they talked about the positions that would be a good fit for her. When one of those positions came up not too long thereafter, she applied and got an interview and got a position working for that organization. So even though the connection was with HR, which again sometimes is that gatekeeper we're trying to get past, it was a good connection and that HR person did have the influence to pass her information on when a position came available that was a good fit for her. The one-on-one connection over the phone really helps build that relationship it's hard to go to bat for someone if you've never met them when you have a relationship or you've at least talked to that person and heard that they're articulate that they're passionate that that they do have their act together you're much more likely to go to bat for them when a position is open and that could of course go for an HR person or someone who might be in a hiring role or even on a peer role for a position that you might apply for. A personal touch never hurts. The other way that my, my candidates have made this work is connecting through LinkedIn. We want to follow Kelly's same advice when we connect through LinkedIn. We don't want to apply a yes or no question over LinkedIn so you find a recruiter that works at a company you're interested in you will be less successful if you send them a LinkedIn invitation that says I'm you know looking to add you to my network they may say yes they may know may say no you'll be less successful too if you write them and say I'm interested in applying for this position do you think I'd be a good fit a yes or no question. If they think no, they probably just won't answer you because that's uncomfortable and they don't want to say that. And so you'll probably just hear nothing. But if you connect with that HR person and you say, I've been researching your company and really interested in learning more, would you or someone in the engineering department be willing to share more with me about the company and where they're headed? You still may not get an answer. You may get You may not get anything back, but you've opened the door past that yes or no question to a conversation. One of my clients who was in engineering in the Midwest did that, went on to LinkedIn groups, job seeker groups, hiring groups in his geography and in his specialization, connected with recruiters, sent that type of a message to five or ten recruiters who were active in that group, which already showed that they were on LinkedIn. They were talking to people They used LinkedIn as that type of tool. And he got personal meetings with two or three recruiters who then started to send him jobs and, or respond when he asked them about positions, specific positions that were open within their company or their client companies. So, starting something into that personal connection can really help you move forward and knowing what you're going to say before you call or knowing what you want to say in an email before you send it. Those are all the types of career scripts that Kelly was talking about. And before you shoot off that email or LinkedIn introduction or you call and leave a voicemail, practice that with someone, whether that's a spouse or a colleague, if you know someone who's been in HR before, ask them, what would they recommend you say or what feedback would they have based on this draft that you've created? It can really help you be more articulate. Make sure that you're asking those open-ended questions versus yes or no, closed types of questions, and creating an an opening for more of a conversation. One of the career professionals that I worked with ages ago always recommended people to call and leave a voicemail during off hours. So if you're nervous about calling that HR person or that hiring manager and following up, you can do that and call. You know you're going to have to leave a voicemail so you can prepare and even practice reading that script of what you're going to say when you leave a voicemail. It's a good way to break the ice in terms of following up and getting past our fear of doing so. And just, we're going to take a short break here in a minute, but before we do that, one of the things that I recommend you do if you are interviewing for a position, ask when you are at the end of that interview. They're going to say, do you have any questions? You want to have questions about the actual job. But then have questions that ask what you need to know to follow up. So ask about the process. When can you expect to hear back? Then ask who should you follow up with on that date or past that date and make sure you have their contact information. Then you don't have to wonder if it's okay to follow up because you asked that in the interview when and who you know to follow up with after that interview makes it a lot easier and it'll make your script a little bit cleaner because you can say, I enjoyed talking with you on this date. As, as you had noted, you hoped you'd be able to con- contact people and I haven't heard. So I wanted to follow up and make sure that I hadn't missed your email or make sure that you had all the information that you needed and you can leave that as a voicemail after hours, or you can call during work hours and try to talk to someone live. But if you've asked permission, you already know who to follow up with, and it makes it a lot easier. So we're going to take a short break and come back and dive in a little deeper into some of the scripts that Kelly was talking about for your everyday work world. So if you're not job seeking, but thinking about how you can improve your call- conversations at work. We're going to give you some scripts for that based on what Kelly shared. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
1: The business community's first choice in internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation.
0: We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff.
1: When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
2: Well, we've been talking today about career scripts and Scripts that you need as you think about applying to a job, following up, answering interview questions, which we've talked about a lot on this show. And then we started to talk about scripts that you might need on a daily basis to be more successful at work. And you know, it's interesting, Kelly started talking about our, our internal scripts, the self-talk that we have, and that concept can seem a little wooey wooey or you know does that really have value or perhaps we just don't have the time or energy to think about those things but yet they're usually the most powerful scripts in our lives and in fact kind of relating back to what we talked about last week with emotional intelligence and assertive communication Eric Byrne who wrote about transactional analysis as we talked about last week, that's your communication style and approach and others' communication approach and how you match those things together. That's this transactional analysis. And Eric Byrne talked a lot about scripts being those kind of mental tapes that we've written about our life, about who we are, about what others think about us, about how we interact with others, And those scripts are very powerful and sometimes very so embedded in how we interact that we don't even think about it. And yet, if we can step back and really examine them, we have a much better chance of really connecting with others and being a good communicator. And of course, we know that those communication skills, problem-solving skills Leadership skills are the most important for us in our career. They outweigh those technical skills time and time again when people talk about what makes them successful. And so if we aren't really getting down to the root of those scripts, then we can continue to make the same communication mistakes. So one of those scripts maybe as Kelly was talking about, that I'm not valued because I'm old or the people who are older aren't valued. Um, and we've got to really examine that belief. Sometimes people might call it a script is because we're saying it to ourselves. It's kind of playing in that background in our head. And we've got to examine our beliefs around that. Where, where does that help us? Where is that hurting us? And how might we adjust that? script you know the psychoanalytics would go back and say where does that come from and i'm i'm more of a brief or solution focused gal so we would be focused on is it helping you and if not how can we rewrite it moving forward and what's going to help us for you to rewrite As you move forward, the value of an older worker, the value of your experience, how do you communicate your experience in a way that communicates its value, knowing that years of experience in and of themselves may not communicate value to all people. That doesn't mean it doesn't have value. It just means we have to understand how to communicate it in a way that demonstrates its value. So that script and rewriting it as we move forward can be very, very powerful One of the other scripts that can be powerful for us is to have a pattern of communication that we use when we're in a difficult conversation. So a few years ago, Crucial Conversations was all the rage and and a lot of communication programs are still using it. It's a good way to structure your communications. It's a way to before you get into a conversation or when you're in a conversation and you realize that it's not going the way you want it to, you can think about okay, what structure can I default to here to get into a new pattern, to have this conversation differently? One of the structures that I've used and it it comes from a, a book called Courageous Leadership by Gus Lee, it's not too much different than some of the other structures out there, but it's the idea that when you approach a conversation, you want to start with kind of that collegiality or recognizing the other person as a person first, wow, it's so great to see you, whatever that might be, and and you're really acknowledging the relationship before you dive into the conversation Then you're listening actively, and this is where most people fail. We tend to listen to respond, or we really aren't listening at all, we're thinking about something else, and to really be good at conversation, you have to be listening, and listening actively means that you're not just listening, but you are responding, you're checking your meaning, you're you're really engaged in that listening in a in an active way then you're showing some kind of of empathy and empathy is another one of those skills as kelly was talking about saying i'm sorry people are afraid to show empathy to show that they care about someone else's feelings and that's probably one of the biggest myths in good leadership is that to be a good leader you don't get into the emotions Good leaders are are able to use empathy in an appropriate way to understand someone else's emotions, to respond to them appropriately, to acknowledge them and not sweep them under a rug. There's nothing worse than that person across from you really being invalidated because you ignore their emotions. So you're you're acknowledging them as a person. You're listening. You're acknowledging not just what they've said, but the emotion behind it. You're asking great questions. Those are those empty, uh, open-ended, open-ended questions that allow them to share where they're coming from, what has led them to those conclusions, what and how questions are the best, why questions can most of the time come across as, as accusatory, so what and how. And then you're circling back to the relationship by understanding that working together to get somewhere, understanding where they're coming from, and even allowing people to do something that you might not think is exactly right can all be more important than having them do it your way. We've talked about that a lot in this show, that would you rather be right or happy? At work, a lot of times it's would you rather be right or promoted? because people aren't necessarily promoted because they're right, they're promoted because people like them and that takes a little bit more communication skill than being worried about being right. So that is the clear communication, C-L-E-A-R, collegiality, that you're worried about them as a person, listening actively, showing empathy, asking questions and focusing back in on those relationships as you make decisions and move forward, clear communication courtesy of Gus Lee. So, as you go forward in your work and you use these scripts, both to find a job, be better in your job search process, or to be better at work every day, we look forward to hearing of your successes. And of course, you can also always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at com M-A-R-I-E at a com, and we look forward to seeing you right back here next week on The Career Confidant.
1: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.